good morning, good afternoon, good evening. You're listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show. I'm your host, Kieran Mack, and thanks for tuning in. Don't forget to like this video if you're watching us on YouTube, and please do subscribe. We're also available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and a host of other podcast players. Now that that's all done, let's jump into today's show. Well, hello there, and welcome back to the Thai Expat Daily Show. Today is Saturday, the 2nd of April, 2022, and we'll start off with the first story of the day. Firm ends new supply to Army TV. The top news digital media company will no longer supply news to the Army's Channel 5, citing ideological differences linked to the channel's coverage of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Santiyan Chunruttayatam, founder of the company managing top news television channel, said the company was hired by Galaxy Multimedia Corporation, that's GMC, which is contracted to supply news to Channel 5. With the incident on Monday, we have informed GMC that we want to stop supplying news programs to them. GMC then knew that they could not find advertisers without our news programs, so they terminated the contract with Channel 5, Mr. Santiyan said. The incident Mr. Santayan was referring to occurred during the army-run station's coverage of Russia's invasion of Ukraine on Monday. The program was interrupted and cut mid-air. On Thursday, the army's public relations center issued a statement apologizing to Channel 5 viewers for the broadcast disruption, blaming it on technical problems. The statement also said an army panel had discussed and formulated a balanced practice for the channel in its role as a public media outlet that is useful to society. The panel had also instructed the station to be more careful in broadcasting and communicating news. The statement added that Channel 5 will continue to maintain its role in promoting national security and public safety by presenting news that is useful to the public and will stand side by side with the people in all situations. The statement did not mention that the technical problems took place during the Ukraine war coverage. Mr. Santayan dismissed rumours that the programme was cut off under orders from the Premier or the Foreign Ministry because they did not want to upset the United States. On Monday, Channel 5's President, General Rangsi Kitanayasap, tendered his resignation after the incident. This occurred amid reports of meetings between army officials and the news provider and requests relating to local media's coverage of the Russian invasion of Ukraine. Now, according to earlier reports, General Rangsi met the Russian ambassador to Thailand and signed an agreement about the channel's news coverage of the war. He said he intended to ensure more balanced news in comparison with reports by Western media. This led to criticism of the neutrality of the channel. General Rangsi later promised the Ukrainian ambassador to Thailand that news coverage would be neutral. A source said on Tuesday that the Army Commander-in-Chief, General Narong Pan, had ordered that General Rangsi be replaced by Lieutenant General Wissanti, Director of the Army Training Command, effective April 7th. And moving along, the RDS questions accuracy of antigen cases. The Rural Doctors' Society has raised questions over the accuracy of the number of new COVID-19 cases detected using a rapid antigen test kit, which is reported daily by the Centre for COVID-19 Situation Administration. The number of new infections found via ATK tests in three provinces on Wednesday was far higher than the total number of ATK positive cases nationwide for the same day recorded by the CCSA the following morning, said the group in a Facebook post on Thursday. 
On Wednesday, Chambéry reported 8,323 ATK-positive cases, Sankla 4,839, and Chiang Rai 3,322, adding up to 16,484, said the group, whose members are mostly doctors and directors of district hospitals around the country. Yet, the corresponding number from the CCSA for the entire country was 16,079, said the group. We, the frontline healthcare workers, are working hard as we aim to bring the number of new infections down by containing the spread of the virus as well as we can, the group said. We too expect to see a lower number of new cases as we are trying harder to contain the spread of the virus, but making up an ideal figure just isn't a way to go, it noted. Reporting the actual number of new infections will instead help raise public awareness about the outbreak situation. The CCSA, meanwhile, said the number of new infections in Thailand is now on the rise, as in the rate of infected patients suffering serious lung infections and the number of COVID-19 deaths per day. The commutative number of new confirmed COVID-19 cases recorded in the past week was 176,606, higher than any neighbouring country, said Dr. Sumini Wacharasint, CCSA assistant spokeswoman, referring to Malaysia, Singapore, Laos and Myanmar. On Wednesday, 27,560 new infections confirmed by RT-PCR testing and 16,079 infections found in COVID-19 tests using ATK were recorded, she said. Of all, 246,770 patients currently either receiving treatment or in isolation, 1,808 are suffering lung infections, she said. Of the latter, 713 are on ventilators. This clearly indicates an upward trend in not only the number of new infections recorded daily, but also the number of infected patients requiring assistive devices for breathing, she said. Provinces seeing a rise in patients suffering lung infections include Bangkok and Rayong, Dr. Sumini said. And just to clarify that, yesterday the total number of new cases here in Thailand was 28,379 with 92 deaths. Uh, There are 1,828 people currently who have serious cases, with 23,843 who recovered yesterday. Now, the 28,379 is a new high for Thailand this year. So, as you can see, and I think it's been evident over the last few weeks, the number of cases in Thailand are actually on the rise. And I do find that a little bit alarming in the fact that we're leading up to Songkran. We're going to have a lot more activity. And then, of course, they're going to be using this baseline to decide if they're going to reopen society and reopen the country and start dropping restrictions. So my fear, of course, is they're going to use this to say, no, 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 we're going to have to wait a few more months. And of course, I think this will be detrimental to the country, in my opinion. Now, yesterday, the southern border of Sadao uh, reopened and the Sadao immigration checkpoint on the border with Malaysia reopened to travellers yesterday with 107 Malaysians registering for entry under the Thailand Pass system. There were also some confusion with intending travellers turned away after failing to register. The checkpoint in Songkla province, the primary land crossing with Malaysia, finally came alive again two years after it was closed because of the COVID-19 pandemic. The Sadao crossing opened at 5am and there was a steady trickle of tourists from Malaysia. A total of 107 tours registered for entry under the Thailand Pass system. Travellers were required to show passports, COVID-19 vaccination documents and proof of reservations and payments for SHA Extra Plus hotels before undergoing an RT-PCR test with the result expected to take 4-6 to six hours. Some would-be travellers were disappointed as they were refused entry. They did not register with the Thailand Pass system and thought only passports were required at the checkpoint. 
Those who test positive for the coronavirus will receive treatment, officials said. Those who test negative will travel under the test and go scheme, but must strictly abide by health measures, including wearing a face mask and frequent washing of their hands. Sadao is a tourist town on the border with Kadesh State in Malaysia. Seven of the 25 hotels in the town have received SHA Extra Plus certification. Most visitors entering through the checkpoint on Friday have families in Thailand or have a business here. So I guess they wouldn't be tourists then, would they? Sadao District Chief uh, Surin Suriwang said the reopening went smoothly, although some had problems with their travel documents and registration because they were unaware of the requirements. Some were turned back to Malaysia, he said. Soldiers and police were on duty to assist customs officials if required. Now, the head of the Sangla Tourism and Sports Office said the southern province was keyed up and ready to welcome tourists once again. A coordination centre has been set up to help visitors. He said COVID-19 travel requirements under the Test and Go scheme had been eased and foreign tourists could enter the country using the Thailand Pass system. Checkpoints in other provinces along the southern border were also due to reopen yesterday. Now that leads us into the uh, featured story of the day, which, which is no pre-arrival COVID RT-PCR tests needed for arrivals in Thailand from yesterday. People arriving in Thailand from Friday under test and go, sandbox and other quarantine programs no longer lead a negative COVID-19 RT-PCR test certificate issued within 72 hours prior to departure. This relaxation of requirements applies to arrivals by air, land and sea. All arrivals from abroad are, however, still subject to RT-PCR tests upon arrival and must stay in their pre-booked hotels until a negative test result is available, usually for one night. They are also required to take a self-administered rapid antigen test on the fifth day of arrival. If the tests are positive, they will have to be treated. Foreign tourists are still required to have insurance coverage of US$20,000. Another measure from the Center for COVID-19 Situation Administration taking effect yesterday is the rezoning of COVID-19 areas with the controlled orange zone in which serving of alcohol and eateries remains prohibited being reduced from 44 to 20 provinces and two more provinces added to the sandbox areas namely Pechaburi and Chiang Mai as part of a gradual ease of restrictions. To facilitate arrivals from abroad by land, the CCSA has opened the border crossings in the southern province of Satun, in addition to those in Songkhla, Nong Khai and Udon Thani provinces. Tourism and Sports Minister Pia Pat Ratchabakarn said that the ministry will propose to the CCSA that they do away with the Thailand Pass requirement for arrivals under Test and Go, Sandbox and other quarantine programs on June 1st if infections during and after the Long Songkran remain between 50 and 60,000 cases a day and daily death tolls do not exceed 100. Now I thought it would be a good idea just to quickly run through the test and go entry requirements so that they're clear for people who are considering traveling to Thailand in the next few weeks. So in relation to eligibility, it's for fully vaccinated travelers from all countries or territories and only vaccine registered by the Food and Drug Administration of Thailand or approved by the Ministry of Public Health or the World Health Organization will be accepted. You must be fully vaccinated at least 14 days prior to departure. Now, the documents required for uh, filling out the whole Thailand pass and entry is you need a passport, you need your certificate of vaccination, you need a paid SHA Extra Plus or an AQ hotel booking, and it must include the fee for one RT-PCR test and one ATK self-test and an airport transfer. 
Uh, you must have insurance with a minimum coverage of 20,000 US dollars for medical expenses. Uh, that's not required for Thai nationals and foreign nationals who have Thai social security. A uh, confirmation letter from your employer in Thailand will suffice in relation to that. Now, to gain entry to Thailand, you need to register free on the Thailand Pass. Processing time apparently is three to seven days, but I have heard anything from three hours to 15 days or never receiving anything back. So it's completely chaotic. There is no rule that says it happens like this and you'll get it back like this. This is all nonsense. And I know many, many people have contacted me about this. And I've spoken to people even today who told me that they had applied like a couple had applied for their Thailand pass. The wife got it in one day and the husband never ever got it. And he ended up having to cancel the holiday and rebook again. So that's just FYI. So if you're applying, apply well in advance. You can apply up to nearly eight weeks before you leave. So as I said, anyway, about the registration, registration free on the Thailand pass, travel from the port of arrival to your hotel via a sealed route. So that means you have to basically have a uh, transportation arranged that's SHA compliant. You undergo an RT-PCR test and you wait for the test results at your hotel. And then on the fifth day, you take an ATK test and report that test as instructed by the Ministry of Health, Public Health. Now, sometimes it might work on the More Chana app. Most times it doesn't. So if you're staying in a hotel, bring your ATK test down to the staff in the hotel and they can take care of where that's meant to be going. Now, the pre-departure RT-PCR test for entry into Thailand is no longer required. Now, however, this is worth noting, right? Is that travelers are advised to verify airline policies and entry requirements of transiting countries. So please bear in mind that if, for example, you were flying to Thailand via Singapore, you would have to have an RT-PCR test 48 hours before you fly to be able to enter Singapore. And that happens in a few countries around the world. Also bear in mind, as, as I said, that an airline might have a rule that you have to have an RT-PCR test to get on their plane. So it's worth checking with your airline for the rules and regulations in terms of flying. And that's just, I think, common sense at this stage because who knows what's going on anymore. Everybody seems to make up their own rules around the world. And in Thailand, every province are making up their own rules. So it's all a little up in the air, but that's just a little bit of information for people so they kind of have an idea of what to expect in the forthcoming weeks of applying for the Thailand Pass. Now there is hope and talk that next month, starting May 1st, the PCR test on arrival might be gotten rid of completely and we might go down to just an ATK test on arrival and no need for the SHA plus hotel either. But we'll see, and I presume that's all going to be dependent on the Songkran celebrations and whether or not there is a huge spike in infections or not. Now, the spike in infections probably won't come until the end of April, and normally there's a lag of about 14 days after these kind of events when you start to see the numbers go up. So, of course, we'll keep an eye on that and obviously report it to you as we see it. Over the last couple of days, I've spoken to a lot of travelers who've come on the Thailand Pass, and really they're opinion is of it is once it's done it's not so hard getting here but doing the Thailand pass is a nuisance it's annoying and it can be tricky at times especially with the pdf the jpegs documents not uploading sometimes email accounts not receiving the email and then just the sheer look on whether you get your Thailand pass or not so these are the things that really the government should have had stamped out a long time ago and 
gotten on top of but yet again they haven't and it leaves a bad taste in the traveler's mouth when these things kind of happen hopefully though hopefully we're getting to the end of this thailand pass bullshit and we'll no longer have to talk about it we'll no longer have to mention the word thailand pass and hopefully you guys agree with that too it would be great if we could just talk about the news on a daily basis rather than always have to talk about this silly nonsensical system that the government have made here but i'd love to know your opinion on all this do you think the new rules will help encourage tourism or do you still see them as a hindrance for people? And do you think the government are really going to reduce restrictions in the next couple of months? Now, as always, I'd love to know your opinion down below in that comment section. And just as I'm speaking right now, I just realized that I had one more piece of information for people arriving to Phuket who have to purchase the RT-PCR test. You do that, of course, on the Thailand PSAS system. That's thailandpsas.com. And the price now has gone down from 2,100 baht to 1,500 Thai baht. So there has been a reduction of about 600 baht in the price of the RT-PCR test here in Thailand. Now, with the famed Songkran Festival just two weeks away, the CCSA has issued a set of regulations for people to follow from April 1st in a bid to protect the elderly and those at risk. The regulations include those traveling up country to visit relatives or on a holiday must be fully vaccinated. They must undergo an ATK test within 72 hours before traveling, meeting or participating in a gathering. And the elderly and those at risk should receive a booster as per guidelines set out by the Public Health Ministry. Now, the Communicable Disease Committee in Bangkok and provinces have been tasked with setting up venues where Songkran activities can be held. The venues should be set up in line with measures in place to prevent the spread of COVID-19 and activities must be held in line with the ministry COVID-free setting regulations. Namely, allow only traditional activities such as pouring water on Buddha statues, pouring water on the hands of the elderly, cultural performances, traditional rituals and parades and concerts. No powder smearing or foam parties allowed. No drinking or selling of alcohol at the venue. Visitors must be screened and registered at the entrance. Control of the number of participants to ensure there is no overcrowding and that people can maintain a distance of four meters from each other. Now here's a list of what Songkran celebrations can and cannot do. In the can list, you can pour water over Buddha statues. You can pour water on the hands of the LRD. You can conduct traditional rituals, hold cultural performance, parades and concerts as we said. However, you cannot hold water battles, smear powder on each other, hold foam parties, unauthorized risky activities, drink or sell alcohol beverage in celebration venues and that's all as per section 9 of the famed emergency decree so that's just a little bit of information on the Songkran festival what you can and cannot do i would suspect there will be a lot of what you cannot do happening here in thailand on the Songkran festival hopefully if you're in thailand you get to enjoy it and if you're not in thailand maybe next year you will come and enjoy the festivity and finally, the Phuket News Daily Report. Phuket officials getting better, says Island Corruption Chief. Phuket officials running afoul of anti-corruption laws when processing procurement contracts are only making honest mistakes and are getting better at it, says the island's anti-corruption chief. Government calls on media to tell people about Phuket COVID rules. Phuket's governor, Narang Won Si, held an event yesterday specifically to call on the media to publicize important COVID-19 policies of the province. And finally, Phuket as a special administration area tabled at official meeting. 
the future of Phuket as a special administrative area, entertaining the prospect of Phuket residents being entitled to elect their own governor, was discussed at a meeting at Phuket City Municipality yesterday, April 1st. But ultimately, with this story or anything else that stood out to you today, I'd love to know your thoughts in the comments down below. Because yes, this is a new show, but it's also a conversation. Now keep that conversation going. Make sure you like this video, subscribe to the channel, share the video, and do all the good stuff that does help that YouTube algorithm. But ultimately, my name is Kieran Mack. You've been listening to the Thai Expat Daily Show, and we will see you next time.